This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here in uh, Nachlaot for Asha Torah in uh, Yerushalayim, overlooking my courtyard, my beautiful courtyard. Okay, very good. Just get myself a little water. So um, yesterday, Shir, we discussed, uh, we got to Elokeinu with Elokeinu Vaseinu. Um, uh, and I asked everyone to uh, turn on their cameras, otherwise, otherwise just watch it somewhere else, because you're my audience and you're helping me stay connected to this whole experience, okay? So Pincha Schwartz, turn on your camera, okay? You might hear me telling people to turn on their cameras. If you're not going to turn it on, get, don't take up the space, please. Go, go watch this somewhere else or some other time. Okay. Uh, okay. So we did Elokeinu Elokeinu and what we discussed yesterday, just to, just to cap off yesterday, was that Elokeinu is our God, and Elokeinu um, means the God of our fathers, and that's a bearish camera on only on this on this thing, just so I can see it, please. It's all it's all Hamish in here, and uh, Elokeinu Elokeinu our God and the God of our fathers, and our God means the Emuna. And uh, thank you. Our God means our emuna, meaning the emuna we got from. Sorry, Elokevasinu is the emuna we got from our parents, and Elokeinu is our God that we got through our own life experience and uh, and growth throughout our lives. So anyway, but that's what we're having in mind now. Now, when it comes to Shamos, which we were doing yesterday, um, so so when it comes to Shamos. The Elokeinu is talking about how Hashem's imminent within space and time. So we said, Baruch Hashem, surrounding space and time. Elokeinu, filling space and time. Velokeinu, and he was that for our fathers as well. So I just want to discuss that part regarding our fathers. Because if we're talking about Shamos, because I gave the vort before about the, um, about the, you know, just explaining that it's, that it's our, our, um, that it's, that it's uh, how God fills creation. So what does it mean how he fills creation for our fathers? Hey, Rob, what's up? Just move my, my Facebook camera a little bit so I can see who's checking in. Shoot, David Bars is on there. Very nice. So, wow, I got a lot of people involved here. I got my, my Facebook feeds popping up with people as well at the same time. Um, anyway, so... So what does it mean our fathers? And here's a thing about Bittachon here, is that our fathers, and I'm not saying necessarily your personal father, but it could be even your personal father. It could be your grandfather, great-grandfather, meaning, it, meaning, meaning they, le- they lived with the knowledge that Hashem fills creation. They didn't have the anxieties of our generation. They just didn't live that way. You know, things were simpler, slower, you know, there was less of a fake confidence that we all get with our, you know, constant kind of taking care of uh, the amenities. Like, if you think about technology, it hasn't made life simpler. It's just made us more effective. So we're incredibly effective. But that means if you full-time used to mean 9 to, nine to 5, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. People don't even know what that means anymore. <laughs> 9 to 5. But if it used to be called full-time working was 9 to 5. And... So whatever was called nine to five in the past is now like, it's now like, forget about it. You know, you're a bum if you work nine to five because it's not nine to five. Yo, why is she in the car? So, um, so it's not nine to five. It's, it's mamish. Full time means full time, meaning you're available full time. You're available in the bathroom. You're available late at night. You're available when you wake up. I mean, I'm not going to ask you guys to raise your hands if you'll actually check out your phone before Negelbosser. <laughs> but I'm hoping you don't. But it could be there's some who do. Uh, I'm sure some of you make a chilek. Like, if you haven't woken up yet, hey, hey, muscle. If you haven't woken up yet, drive carefully, please watch the road. Both, uh, both my drivers, please watch the road. Anyway, but you probably make a chiluk. If you haven't gotten up yet since Alos, you wash your hands. And if you have gotten up since Alos, maybe you check your phone. Anyway, 
the, um, I don't know who Jeff is, but it's only cameras. We're doing cameras only, so I feel like I have an audience. You might be taking up someone's spot, whoever Jeff is. <laughs> Jeff is probably Yermiahu or something. Oh, he took off altogether. Okay. So, um, anyway, but our fathers lived in a much slower world, in a much simpler world, and, and they, the level of anxiety that we experience, it's like they've made life more effective but there's full anxiety and look how this virus has like just completely thrown it all like to the garbage. Like all the stability we've been thinking we have gone, like poof, poof from like a, a microscopic organism has sent all, all status quo, like gone in the most powerful people in the world and the most powerful countries in the world. And everyone is just losing it and doesn't know what to do. And whether it's the stock markets and whether it's the, um, and whether it's medical or whether it's, it's business or whether it's retail or whether it's tourism or whatever it is, it's all on, to, on it's all like landed on its head, Poof. like face plant, like they say in uh, mountain biking for, you know, newbies who don't know how to fall. It's all, everyone's just having a massive face plant right now. And everyone, like meaning, like the people the world likes to turn to for stability is not getting much of that. Of course, all the rabbis are talking about bitachon. And where does betochen come from? Where does it come from? It comes from, from knowing, knowing there's someone running the show. Listen, if no one's running the show, then, you know, what's going to be? If someone's running the show, then we're chill. And so the, uh, and this, this virus, which is, you know, microscopic, is obviously etzba elokim, right? That's what we learned, that it's etzba elokim. You know, and it, with the pharaohs, pharaohs, hey, Roy, pharaohs, um, um, Ariel, we're only doing uh, with cameras, so I feel like there's people with me. Please turn on your camera. So, Etzbelokim is is what Pharaoh's Khartoumim, uh, his um, sorcerers, all said. It's it's the thank you, Ariel. It's the finger of God. Yeah, it's it's the finger of God, and we'll be saying that in Pesach in less than a month from now. Etzbelokim, that the ten plagues are with an etzba, and therefore you know, the multiplications of the miracles of the sea. So they said, lice are too small for us. Lice are too small for us to, um, to you know, for us to do our sorcery. It's just too small. We need more involved to do something, to do an act of magic, say the sorcerers. So meaning the tinier it is, the more you're supposed to realize it's God, not the bigger it is. And so here we're in something real tiny and we got to realize that it's all from Hashem. Okay, here we go. Gidon, nice to see you, by the way. Okay, so let's keep cruising. Elokei Avroham. Elokei Avroham is um, the God of our father, Abraham. So what are we supposed to think there? So when we say the God of Abraham, now, by the way, these aren't separate gods. It's all one God, but it's different ways that God interacts. Because think about it. Who is God? We have no idea who God is. All we know is how God interacts with us. So we're going to mention the three main interactions now via the three Avos. So there's, again, we have no idea who God is. The only thing we can do regarding any understanding whatsoever of God is going to be how God interacts. And, uh, hey, David Hirsch. And the only way we're going to know how God interacts is how he interacts with us. Well, there's three major channels that God interacts with humanity. And they are called called flow, structure, and then the balance between the two, which is Abraham, Yitzchak, and the balance between the two. Tell me on your cameras, is that right or left? Uh, oh, everyone's mics are off. Get on your mics, not off. Is that right or your, is that your right or is that your left? I don't know. Roy, shake your head if that's, nod your head if that's right for you. It is right for you? Oh, my volume's off, no wonder. Oh, there we go. Well, everybody's muted. Okay, everyone's muted. Okay, is that right or left for the people on the screen? Left, left, left. Oh, that was left? Okay, good. Left. Excellent. I'm good at, do, at switching things up for cameras. Okay, very good. So, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Is that better? Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. Anyway, so the God of Avram is the, the God of expansion, the God of flow. Even if you hear the word Avraham, you hear flow. Avraham. It's all like, you know, it's all like total, 
um, by the way, it's Avraham. But Avraham is Av is a father. You know, that's clearly Hispastus. That's the masculine expansion. Yeah. And it's all sounding, when I say it sounds expansive, just compare it to the word Yitzchak. Yitzchak is clearly contraction. Yitzchak. Yud is very yin. Yeah, it's, it's a contraction. Sadik is a con- contraction. And Ches is a contraction. And K- K- is a contraction. So it's Avraham, the God of Avraham is the God of flow. And then Yitzchak is the God of contraction. And you'll notice with, with each of us, we all have a little bit of an Avraham and a Yitzchak and a, and a Yaakov in us, but, but most people are either part of the Avraham flow people or the structure Yitzchak people. I happen to be extremely on the, uh, extremely, on, extremely strong on the uh, flow part of things. So, and you'll see Avram was expansive. You know, he's like, everything's about like going out and teaching the world about everything and like making pacts with people and, and traveling around. He's down in Egypt and, and he's got a four-doored tent and stuff like that. Yitzchak's like, don't leave Israel, boy. Yeah, and then he, he gets in all kinds of trouble in Gerar with Avimelech and, and he's like, he's assertive. You know, he's asserting himself. Yitzchak represents asserting. And... Um, and he's, uh, and he's, uh, you know, he's also the one getting bound. Like, what does it mean to bind someone? You're, it's ultimate, contr- you know, constriction. Shh, ultimate constriction. And uh, that's Yitzchak. And then Yaakov is the, is you know, the perfect balance between the two. You'll also notice that uh, um, that there's forty generations of, uh, there's forty. Uh, sorry, there's twenty generations before them. And, and there's a filtering process that takes place with Avraham in the generation of Avraham. He had to marry. He couldn't do this with Sarah because Sarah is the word. Sarah means minister. It's a, it's a, it's a job, a minister. Like for, I'm talking about a minister of like government, a government minister. A Sar is the, a minister is someone who's, uh, Who's Gavuradik, that, that's a person whose job in the government is structure. What is government? Government is the structure of a of a country. And so he met Avra marries Sarah. He's Chesed, she's Gavura. Okay? She's Sarah. And and the um, and he, he therefore couldn't have a child with her. He had to have a child with a Canaanite. Canaanites represent Chesed. Because they're just uh, total free-for-all. Anyone who's on here, Andrew and Mindy, it's only with cameras on, okay? Um, turn your camera on if you're going to be on because you're, you're my audience. You're keeping me alive here from uh, just staring into a camera. Thank you very much. So, so the, um, anyway, the, the, he had to marry a Canaanite lady. Canaanites were the ultimate in flow. Canaanites, just as nations, had no limitations. And in fact, um, we even, it even says when the Jews were coming up from the desert that we shouldn't see it as our own merit that got us into the land of Israel, but rather it was both the promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and it was the fact that the, the Canaanites had so badly sinned in their, in their uh, improprieties, to put it, you know, to put it mildly. In, um, um, if you're not saying anything, you can mute your mic so we don't hear background. I think some of you are interrupting the video a little bit with your mic. So in, mute your mics and Andrew and Mindy, turn on your phones or get out. No offense, but you know, you know what? I'll tell you the truth. You can stay in until more people join. But if more people join, you know, I don't want people with cameras off on this. And by the way, all you guys with cameras on, you should know you're, you're keeping me alive here. Kyle, you keep me going. Okay. Hey, Shia. Okay, so, all right, that goes for all you guys, but I don't have to mention you by name every second, plus you get it, yeah. So, okay, now, um, he had to marry a Canaanite in order to have Yishmael. Yishmael is more of that pure chesed, Yishma, Yishmael. It's got that sound again of that flow sound, 
And God will hear me. Like, even if I'm the biggest loser in the world, God will hear me. If I'm the biggest sinner in the world, God will hear me. He'll forgive me. It's chesed and flow the whole way through. Yeah. And, and, but who's Yishmael? Yishmael is actually a filtering system. The birth of Yishmael was the filtering out of 20 generations of unbridled chesed, unbridled flow. 20 generations of unbridled flow. Um, Galaxy, only with cameras on, please. Whoever's got the Galaxy X10, S10. Okay, Galaxy S10, cameras on, please. So, unless you're driving or something. But there are people driving who are, who are watching. Anyway, it, it, it uh, filtered out 20 generations. Now, you'll notice something amazing is that people who are from the Arabic nomadic, notice they're nomadic tribes, the Arab nomadic tribes, which are the children of Abraham, they don't set up camp, man. They're just nomads. And Arabs actually were nomadic all the time. Today we call them nomadic. The nomadic leftovers are called Bedouins. But they were all nomadic throughout their history. They were always nomadic people, you know, until Islam came along. Islam came along, so now you got the Gavur aspect, because now you're setting up religion, and religion generally gets ruled by, much, much to our painful awareness that religion often gets ruled by Structure people, sorry, right? This side, structure people, which are, you know, strict structure, you know, those types, you know, which tend to run religion into the ground. So that's why, by the way, that the mystical tradition will never be institutionalized. It'll never happen. Okay? Anyone who's tried to institutionalize true spirituality um, will, uh, will, fa- will fail. And, and that's a blessing from God so that it stays private. It stays between you and God. And it's always between you and God, uh, spirituality. And there, there, and once in a while, there's institutions that did it, but meet the next generation, they're not the most spiritual people you ever met. Yeah, they may, they may, they may, they, what happens is they institutionalize the actual spiritual practices, which is a great way to kill them. Okay. Just, uh, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, just go do Mincha Marif today and, You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, by the way, when you do Minchamariv, since you watched this, when you go do Minchamariv, you you get there a little early and you breathe and you get yourself prepared and you, you do it do it with patience and do it for real. So you're not just another victim of institutionalized spirituality. Okay. By the way, there's a lot to be said for Minchamariv, though even institutionalized, because it's a, it's a job we do as Jews to draw in those, um, the divine effulgence into the mineral, vegetable, plant, mineral, plant, animal, Gentile, Jewish, and um, spiritual realms. Now, um, anyway, but that was the filter for Avraham was Yishmael, and then there could be a Yitzchak. Yitzchak's pure Gevura. And Yitzchak marries Rivka. Who's Rivka? She's like the water girl. Chesed. You know, she's like, let me get you and your camels some water, which is flow, you know. And, and so Yitzchak has to marry, you know, Gavura has to marry Chesed. You know, he has to marry, you know, Miss Flo, who is Rivka, you know. Let me take care of everything. Everything's all right. You know, and, and they have, oh, they have to have, their firstborn has to be Mr. Gavura himself, Asaph. Yeah, they have to have Asaph. And a lot of you are living in the, uh, a lot of you are listening to me from the United States of Asaph right now. So, so the, so they, that is Europeans and ultimate systemization and like mechanized and, and look at Europe, you know, and like, look at the Arabs today. Like they, 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 when they want to make a war, they're like lobbing bombs, like randomly, you know, another rocket lands on open space in Southern Israel. You know, it's like, you ever heard of aiming? You know, and and meanwhile, Europe's like Europe's got like their bombs switch directions. You know, it's like they they've got what they're whatever they're going after. It's been tracked from when they shot the thing. So however it moves, it moves with it. You know, it's like everything's structure, everything's tight, everything's targeted, everything. You know, they 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 can kill forty million people, and and everyone's like their hands are still clean. You know, they're all like they're like you know they're like with their napkins at dinner time. You know, they're, they're, they're drinking their tea with their pinky up as if nothing happened. 
You know, it's like it's like a, it's like a sanitary bloodbath. You know, that's the way Asaph does it. Asaph's like the cleanest in the world. You know, they all got their they all got their alcohol gel. You know, already. But meanwhile, you know, like they they've killed a hell of a lot more people than the than the lobbyists. I've heard of lobbyists, but we'll call the Yishmaelim the lobbyists. The lobbyists. Meaning they, they lob their their wars randomly. You know, they, they, they like landing planes in tall towers. Which is like, like that's a strange way to fight a war. Yeah, and they, they, they it's, like a, it's like some military victory to knock out a bunch of business people. It's like, not, you know. But, but that's, that's Yishmaelim. So, so the, um, anyway, so we're saying it's Elokei Avraham is how God interacts via Chesed. Elokei Yitzchak is how God interacts via Gevura. And after the 20 generations of Gevura, of, of, uh, of, this, by the way, this is unrectified. It's not in Tikkun, meaning 20 generations, a lack of rectified Chesed, meaning all the improprieties of 20 generations went to Ishmael, and all the improprieties of violent type of behavior went to Esav, so that there could be a Yaakov, Elokei Yaakov. And Elokei Yaakov is the balance, that's Tiferes, that's the heart, and that's the, um, that's ultimately the balance that all of us seek, and it's the, and it's the goal, it's the goal of everything, really, the goal is to be in Tiferes. So everything is meant to be in Tiferes, our lives. You'll see that even if you're a total chesed person, you're always stretching the Gavur to get to Tiferes. If you're a a Gavur person, you're always stretching to chesed to get to Tiferes. But Tiferes is where we're meant to be. And that's why Yisrael or Yaakov had 12 tribes, all of whom were, you know, you didn't have to have any more filtering processes. The 12 tribes. And now any filtering from there on in will be midas, filtering of their own personal midas in all the stories that will happen in the lives of the 12 tribes in the founding of, of B'nai Yisrael. All right, so we got to look. Um, now, now we have Hakel, the God, and um, the word Kel is probably in Judaism the closest, um, meaning the very closest name to who God is, is obviously Atah. Our rabbis teach us that the four things we call God in a bracha, Atah, Hashem, Elokeinu, and uh, Melech, King, of all those four, the holiest is the word Atah, because it means essence. Essence. Because Atah, what is Atah? What's you? It's like, I don't know what, who I am. I mean, when you call me you, what is that? So that's the essence. But the clo- second closest thing we could ever call God is, is Kel, now, Kel means, means um, obviously I'm saying Kel because we pronounce the K in, uh, when, we, when we're in study. Um, but the, uh, but it's, it's really just Aleph Lamed. And uh, um, that name of God means uh, Takif. It means all-powerful. It's the Almighty. It basically means the Almighty. Bali Yechalos. He can do everything. So, so, and then we're back to Chesed word to Ferris is Hakel uh, Hagodol Hagibor Vanoira. Godol means Chesed, Gibor means Gevura uh, and uh, our structure, and then Hanoira is Tiferes. But here it's expressed Godol means he's the great God, um, but here it means the God of the expansion of the universe. Gevura means the the worlds. That's all the parallel universes that he. And Vanuya is how the the between the expansion of the light and the gavura, the structure of the worlds, is the perfect balance of Tiferes for us to receive it, so that we don't get blown to smithereens by the light, or God forbid, we we lose the light because of too much parallel worlds that would uh, remove the light too much. But all of that puts us in a state of awe, which is Noira Hanoyuna. Hanoyuna means like. Just awesome, man. Awesome. And uh, and so when we... And that's realizing that God is like the most awesome. And then Kel El Yain is 
is that God is is the is the highest, <laughs> the highest. And I'm now I'm thinking what that is in perspective to that He's the highest. Is that meaning He's the highest compared to all others, all other gods? Um, and and again, whenever we mention other gods, um, we're not talking about them as creators. What we're talking about is the powers that were invested in the creation by God, and the uh, and so whenever we mention other gods, but Kel Elyon, God of on high or or of height of the highest. Um, it's very interesting. Now I'm looking at the words, and you know what it spells? Uh, Elyon is Aleph Lamed, and then Yud Vav Nun, which is very interesting. That uh, Al is on and or above and then Yudvav Nun is Yavan which is kind of interesting the god that's over Greece yeah and Greece represents and my wife just piped in that Greece represents the worship of nature yeah and uh, and I never saw that before just because I'm giving this share I just realized it spells literally you know Al Yavan Kel Elyain, the God who's over Greece, uh, meaning above all the the Greek gods of, of nature. Anyway, Viter um, going on. So Goimel Chasodim Toivim, the God is Gomel. He's bestowing. He's he's flowing. Chasodim is is kindnesses. And then toivim means that they're the kindnesses that we actually like. Because whatever God bestows, it's always chesed. It's always chesed. Now, it's hard, like, in the middle of this coronavirus, it's hard to see it as chesed, considering all the, you know, that it's been really rough on in so many sectors. Um, but the... Uh, so this can be seen either as, like, in a way, asking for the kind that actually feel good, or it could be, we could also be saying that, no, you should know that whatever God is gomel, whatever, whatever he's flowing down the pipes, because the word chesed again means flow. So whatever he's flowing down the pipe, it's all chesedim toivim. It's all chesedim toivim. This might take a few years to realize why it was good. I mean, I think a lot of people I've seen mention online, like, we're only going to know years from now what this all meant. You know, why we all had to go through this crazy period of time but the um, anyway but, it, but but that's the basic definition means he bestows kindness and and good ones okay they're good ones no matter what's going on and then it's and he is he's the one and now the word kone can mean to form everything he forms everything but it also is a language of uh, I could use... Oh, I have a watch today. Um, it also means to be... Um, that he uh, acquires everything. And what does that mean? He, how could we see it as he acquires everything? Is that, is that everything's his. Meaning, meaning whatever you own is his. Like, yeah, it feels like you own your car or it feels like you own your watch or it feels like you own your clothes. But... I mean, ultimately, God owns everything. He's kind of he, he already bought it. You know, God's kind of everything. He buys everything. And uh, but another way of saying that is, He's already has the He's acquired everything you own already. It's all His, and everything you have is borrowed, including your own body. Everything's on lend from the kind Okay. And again, kind usually means He forms everything. That's like the pushup shot, is that He forms everything. But it also can be a language of buying everything. And that everything is his acquisition, it's his property, and we are just the, um, we are just, everything we have, including our own bodies and lives, are on land here. Uh, and he remembers the deeds of our fathers, and, and that's, you know, that's good news, that God, God remembers the deeds of our fathers, because... Uh, Lord knows you're a bum, you know, and um, 
And so, you know, I'm sure you're all doing your best and it counts for a ton because when, whenever you're doing your best, that counts all the way. I mean, if it's your best, then you did your job basically. So I'm sure everyone's doing their best, but I imagine our, you know, our great, great, great grandparents like would have just laughed at where we're at. You know, they, they would have, uh, they would, maybe they'd cry actually. <laughs> they'd be like, what went wrong here? You know, I don't know. You know, but I imagine that, uh, that there's been some holy rollers in our families. And, um, and so God's remembering that. And what's he remembering it for? He's remembering it because of the redemption. Now, there's something that's not spoken about a lot. And that's that there's a Gomorrah. I forget where it is exactly. That uh, there's a Gomorrah that says that the schus of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov is finito. It's over. Yeah, I know it's not politically correct to talk about that, but Chazal seem to have no issue talking about that. Oh, who from the Glazer family is awake? Someone, uh, someone from the Glazer family is on Zoom. Can you open up your camera so I can see you, please? Um, anyway, um, but there, but there is actually a Chazal that that says that the. Um, oh, now my kids are crowding around to see who's the Glazer family. Hey, whoever is Glazer family, turn on your camera. You know who it is? No. We don't know who it is. Okay. Leah, you're on live in the whole world. Oh, hi world. Anyway, the um, the Anyway, is specifically important here because if the forefathers, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, if their schus has run out, as Chazal say, so then, remember, we only got in Eretz Israel the first time because of their schus. So if their schus has run out for us, so now we're, now we're stuck with, uh, we're stuck with, not stuck with, but we're Zeichel Chazde Avos. We're back to the, our, our own parents, meaning all the schus of our own parents, grandparents, great-grandparents. And on the way back, we're, we're relying on their schlios. Umevi Goel, and he, he's going to bring, he brings the Redeemer. And I like that it's Mevi, he's bringing, meaning this is all going on now. And you'll notice, by the way, a lot of people get stuck on the fact that we're waiting for Yemosim. Sorry, we're waiting for Mashiach as if, you know, as if we're like, you know, our, those, that other religion that, that believes in their guy, you know. We're not into the guy. Like we don't we don't care that much who the guy is. We're interested in the in the era. And for us, it's called Yamos Hamashiach, the era of Mashiach, the days of Mashiach. That's what we're interested in. We're looking for world peace. We're looking for getting along and and brotherly love throughout the planet. Yeah, you notice they never say sisterly love because it's, it's generally men who carry guns. Yeah. So so the, this this is. Umevi uh, Goyel, that he's bringing a redeemer. Meaning, this we're all. This is one long process of redemption, and he's bringing it at all times. Leave Nevenahem to their, to the their children's children, meaning to the, the our generation or the grandchildren's generation. Lamaan, Lamaan means for the sake of, which tells you there's anytime you have the word Lamaan, it means there's meaning in the world. Lamaan, there's a reason. Meaning, there's meaning. There's there's a point to it all. Lama'an. So, meaning, why is God bringing a redeemer? Well, it gives the answer. Laman Shemoy. Now, didn't we just say that we wanted world peace? Didn't we want, like, brotherly love? Like, what is this Laman Shemoy? Like, by the way, do you guys like the side natural light where it, like, cuts off here and then it's, like, dark? Is that, like, is that cool effect? Or should I be facing this way from now on? Because I, I could sit on that side of my room. It's just that you'd see everyone in the kitchen. So. You're good. We can see you. I know, but it's, you know, I'm from Hollywood. You know, I see half my face is white and half is dark. It's like the Yates of Tobin, the Yates of Ha. It's like. I believe me, I thought, just being from L.A., like I thought of like adding lights from this side, you know, just to brighten up the, um, the other side of me. So tomorrow I'll be using makeup. So, anyway, umevi goyel leave nevenahem laman shemoy. 
It's all the man Shemai. It's all for him. The man Shemai, for his sake. For his sake. So what's that supposed to mean? But let's let's go back to let's go to Shabbos night. I mean, one of the very first things we say, very first thing we say is, "Atakidash des Shabbos lishmecha." You you did all this lishmecha. It was all for your name. Tachlis That Shabbos is the the tachlis, the 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 essential purpose of having created heaven and earth to begin with. It's like what meaning us not being part of earth. One day a week on Shabbos is the point of it all. Why did you create the earth if the point of it all is just to be meditating on Yule for 24 hours of Shabbos? So, so I think, by the way, when's the last time any of you paid any attention to those lines? Those two lines are like the most important lines of all of Shemone Yisraelel of Shabbos. And now we're saying here that the whole point of redemption is Laman Shemayim. So what does this mean, Laman Shemayim? So it means a couple of things. We're doing a live feed right now. <laughs> I love when someone just totally forgets and yells, who's watches this? So um, Laman Shemayim. Before God created the world, he existed in undifferentiated oneness. There were no names. God didn't have a name. You know, just like, you know, if I put you in an MRI, you know, let's say I put Guidon in an MRI. Yeah, we don't, on the, the, the uh, you know, the, what do you call the guy, uh, Yaakov, what do you call the guy who uh, reads those things on the screen? The, whatever. That doctor who reads it on the screen while he's in the MRI. Um, the image specialist. What? Like a, Don't worry about it. Radiology. Yeah. Just, his now. He's the technician, the, the imager guy. Anyway, the technician's not going to see the word Guidon all over it. You understand? It's not going to say Guidon everywhere on the thing. Your, your name is, is not who you are. It's not, it, it hints, if your parents named you that at your so it's it's prophetic about you but but it's not who you are now God before he created the world he exists in undifferentiated oneness there are no names to God now in creating the world God employed names he used names those names all the names we have of God are verbs they're all verbs just how God uh, shot creation into existence those are all Verbs, ultimately, of action, they're action names. Yeah, but God himself isn't the names. So, now what happens to who God is? So if God's this undifferentiated oneness, and now he breaks the oneness, breaks that oneness down into, you know, cuts it into names. So then those names now are all, so to speak, separateness, as opposed to the undifferentiated oneness so so that so now it's all because everything's separate in this world like you can see all these bottles of booze on up here see all that booze so those are all separate from one another and my vest is separate than my shirt and my my undershirt separate from me and this tooth separate than that tooth and meaning that everything's separate this hair follicle is separate from that one all that's shameless because there's nothing but shameless. God created the whole world out of shameless. Everything's made of shameless. That's all there is. There's only shameless Hashem. And so, and so there's ultimate distinction, ultimate separation. This is ultimate like eating from the fruit of distinction because before Adam and Eve ate from that fruit, they saw the oneness around them. They saw the shameless, but they saw them in a way that they reflected oneness. Meaning that when it says that Adam, Adam, the first primordial man, could see from one end of the world to the other, what it meant was, it didn't mean he had a great pair of binoculars, okay? It meant he saw from one end, meaning where God's flowing existence to the other, where it like locks into, you know, uh, 
you know, he saw a horse or he saw a dog or he saw a tree or he saw a meadow or he saw whatever he was seeing. You know, he was able to see it like literally come down the worlds until it locked into that particular being. And then he named those beings. And then it says, and then the Torah goes, is em emphasizes and whatever he called them, you know, Shmohu, like that was its name. Like he got it on the nose every time. God was like, bingo, 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 meaning you actually named the essence of the thing. Whereas when we call something something, it doesn't mean anything. You know, like if I, right now I'm drinking water. Yeah, I'm drinking Mayade. Yeah, I'm drinking <laughs> Mayade, <laughs> the water of the Garden of Eden. So I'm drinking now Mayade. But it's water is Germanic from the word Vasir. It's just a symbol. It doesn't mean water. Molecularly, it's he, in Hebrew, it's H2O, which means two H's and one oxygen, which is two mems and a yud, mayim. Yeah? Mayim is water. And it's the essence. It's the essential language of reality. It's why the sun is, is two shins, which are, high, which are high, um, carbon, burnt like fire, carbon, two shins. With a mem in the middle, with a hydrogen in the middle, meaning a, it's a burning ball of hydrogen. Shemesh. Shemesh is a burning ball of hydrogen. And, uh, you know, leave it to God to, to know exactly, you know, how to name, or Adam probably named, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Adam named literally everything. But it's God's names. But the names of God get broken up into creation. Now let's do the gematria of Shmo. Shmo is Shin, which is 300. Mem is, um, is 40. That's 340. And above is a 6. So that's 346. Okay, what else equals 346? Well, let's look at this name. It's actually one of... It's not just a name, but it's, it's the actual beginning and ultimate... Um, uh, the ultimate name of all of the ultimate thing of all of creation, and it's called Keser or Keter, which is the crown of the before the ten spheros. The crown is above the spheros, meaning it's above Chokhmah Binadas. It's, it's like the link of God to creation. And what is Keser? It's called Ratzon, meaning God's Ratzon to create a world. Because before everything is Ratzon, before the Brooklyn Bridge is the Ratzon for people from Brooklyn to get to Manhattan quicker. Okay, before an airplane is the rut zone of people to get from one place to another quicker. Rut zone is the beginning of all of creation. So that's called rut zone. Let's do the gematria of rut zone. Resh is 200. Tzadik is 90. That's 290. Vav is 6. That's 296. And Nun is 50. What did we get to? 346. 346 is the exact gematria of Shmoi. Ratzon, meaning God's Ratzon for creation is the same numerical value as Shmoy. Because Shmoy, the Ma'an Shmoy, in honor of his Ratzon, what's his Ratzon? His Ratzon is that we chap, that everything we're seeing is part of this oneness, that everything, that all these Shemas are the Shemas that before Adam ate from the fruit and everything, like got locked down to physicality. So now the names are all, you know, we've, we've lost access to God inside all of the names. So now, Laman um, Shmoy uh, is, is in honor of his Ratzon, in honor of us, that God's bringing redemption. He's bringing a Goyal to, to the grandchildren. He's bringing redemption to the grandchildren. By remembering the merits of our fathers, he's bringing redemption to the grandchildren. Lama'an, for the sake of his name, his name which got broken up into creation. And that's why we say, Bayom ha'hu Shem echad, echad. That we say that when, that, when God will be finally the Melech al Kol Haaretz, not Trump, and not Netanyahu, and not all the other people, and I wouldn't even know who they are. <laughs> yeah. I always, I, I seem to only know two heads of state at any given time. Oh no, Putin, I know, and I'm sure I know another, but I can't figure out any other 
this point. Um, anyway, the uh, but God will be Melech al Kol Haaretz. By Yom Hahu, on that day when God's finally Melech al Kol Haaretz, Yihyeh, it will be that Hashem, who's always one above, Ushmo Echad, and down below, that will all become one. And then what's the last word? Laman Shemoy, for the sake of his name. By the way, you can make your own, draw your own conclusions about Shabbos, why Shabbos is uh, the Tachlis, and that the whole point of it, Atakadastus Yom HaShabbos Lishmecha, Atakidastus Yom HaShabbos Lishmecha, that, that God did sanctified Shabbos for his name because during the weekdays we're so I'll, I'll help you draw a conclusion we we um, he sanctified Shabbos because during the weekdays God gets jealous because we're all so busy like you know busy doing a million things we get all distracted so at least one day a week we get undistracted undistracted and let God be be the point of it all now um Maybe good. And the last word is be'ahava. In love, for the sake of his name, meaning his name that's broken up into physicality. In love, what does it mean? Love. In love. Now, first of all, love's the only word that has no definition in the world. I've heard many great people botch it. And I'll tell you a great way never to botch the definition of love in case anyone ever asks you what love means. A great way to keep yourself from botching it is say love has no definition. <laughs> but I watched, I watched, I think, maybe the smartest man I've ever seen in our generation, at least amongst the Goyim, Jordan Peterson. Someone asked him a question about love. It was so bad. It was so bad. It was during questions and answers where everyone always roars after he answers. But it was like... Like, you missed it. Anyway, it was just a horrible definition. And, uh, but I've also heard rabbis trying to define it. Bad idea. There's two things that have no definition. God and love. God has no definition. Love has no definition. And here we're being told that the whole point was God, who's had his name scattered into physicality, that it should all be ba'ahava. But there's a hint, something about love, and there's a hint about God. One is that God is one. That's why there's no definition, because you can't, it's, it doesn't have distinction. How do you define something with no distinction? If it's one, it lacks all distinction, and therefore you cannot define it. And the other word is, uh, the word ahava is one, right? Aleph is one. Hey is, is five. That's six. Plus bet is two. That's... Eight and hey is five. That's thirteen, and so the word thirteen ahava is is uh, is both uh, ahava and it's also the word echad one, which is aleph is one ched is eight. That's nine plus dalit is four. That's thirteen. So one in love, the same thing. That's what Bob Marley said. One love. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel all right. Anyway, um, I think we're going to end it there, uh, considering it's exactly four o'clock. And uh, really appreciate you guys joining me on Zoom. I'll be on. Uh, looks like we'll be on each day. And uh, keep rocking, everybody. Everyone, stay safe. Listen to the, what the doctors say. Remember that. Uh, some people forget, Rob Berkowitz was talking about it yesterday, that it's uh, it, when you're keeping yourself from germifying other people, you're doing a kindness. Because if you happen to be carrying the virus, you're, you're uh, as we know, we won't know, we don't know necessarily that you're a carrier. So if you're a carrier, God forbid, but you're at least uh, not infecting other people. Who could be affecting other people? Who could be affecting other people? So uh, this whole lockdown that's slowly locking down is, um, is you know, it, it, by honoring it, you're, you're ultimately, and it shouldn't last too long, but the, but the lockdown part is a kindness. And so I've been totally, basically staying clear of anybody, I, you know, just staying, staying out of it. So um, 
What'd you say? I couldn't read your whole note. Kyle. Okay. Said we're not taking. The thing just pointing out that like the Shalom writes that. I'll read it. You want me to read it? The Nisil Shalom boils. Yeah, you want to read it? Okay. Well, maybe I'll read it so my other people, my other people listening on Facebook can hear. Yeah. Nisiva Shalom boils down Shabbos to the prime way to connect to Hashem. The essence of Shabbos is to Vekas and Avas Hashem. Therefore, Hashem created Shabbos for His name as a day when that we can connect to Him and relate to Him, different than any other day of the week. We are not taking precautions because we are scared out of our That's wits. That's a quote from Roberto. Uh, says, "We are not taking precautions because we're scared out of our wits. We are taking precautions because we recognize our responsibility to others." Ashkayaka. Very nice. Um, <laughs> Guidon said, it took coronavirus for me to be able to attend one of Rev Glazer's shurim. <laughs> well, since we're mentioning it, I'll also mention after five years of uh, arguing, although I gave up a year or two ago, it took five years to get Asia, it took the coronavirus to get Asia Essentials to, to go live. Sorry. Shouldn't have said it. I've been holding back this whole time. Okay. Shalom, everybody. Bye-bye. Slacha. Bye-bye. I'm a troublemaker. I know. Sorry. Oh, I kept this on, sorry. Uh, Christine, I liked all your comments, by the way. I know these names. I know Bass people, I know Cummings people. Okay, shalom everybody. Let's see, any other comments? More Christine comments about... Is what uh, Stephen Stephen Burke? Oh my gosh, Jack, where the hell are you? <laughs> I'm always asking Jack, where are you? Jack, where have you been? Jack, please send me a little like, you know, just catch up to me. What's going on with you? Hi, Adam. Uh, Adam Starr, unbelievable. David Kapolsky, of course. Sharon Esther is watching. Hey, what? Oh wow. Say hi to Sharon Esther. This is just my hi. Facebook live feed. Sharon Esther. You can update me too, Sharon Esther, on what you were dealing with before. Uh, David Hirsch watching. Michael Epstein. Michael Brooks. Tomorrow's. Okay, everybody. Shalom. I'm cutting out. I'm going back to the fam. Bye-bye. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.